bit here. Um, so first, I just want to go over the watch list for tonight. Um, so let's pull that up real quick. All right, so on the watch list tonight, first up we have DCIX. <clears throat> so this one is on watch for a short, in my opinion. Um, obviously, this is one of those shippers that is super dilutive, and uh, you know it's just a terrible company all the way around. So um, you know there's no debating that. Um, but anyways, kind of popped up today, uh, traded about 11 million shares, and. Um, you know kind of it just had that it had that gap in the after hours and continued in the morning um, but unfortunately for the longs it was sold into at the open and uh, could not get back above VWAP there so uh, this would have been a nice entry here uh, to fade this um, so tomorrow I'm gonna be personally looking for maybe uh, you know hopefully a gap up or something towards this 130 140 level um, Maybe a short there, depending on the price action. Um, and as always, these things can change. It's not going to be, um, you know, this is exactly what's going to happen. You know, if this gaps up above 140 tomorrow morning, you know, I'm not going to be interested in the same kind of play. So uh, we'll just see how it goes. So that's DCIX. Um, then we have SAEX here. <clears throat> so this one is, uh, you know, we traded. Uh, seven and a half million shares today and the day before we traded about 12 so um, you know not too bad today for liquidity um, let's see yesterday's price action as well um, so as we can see here you know we had that uh, fade yesterday and then it kind of popped up in the after hours and squeezed everybody out uh, and then today we had that red green move that squeezed everybody out again um, and the reason that this is on watch for potential continuation tomorrow is because uh, we had this high of 475 put in here and kind of crashed back down to about four dollars uh, but it held this key level here and uh, that's pretty much the only reason I'm interested in it tomorrow um, so if it ends up holding uh, this key level tomorrow uh, it should be interesting to see how it plays out in this range uh, from 475 to about four dollars this is the 50 50 area in my opinion so if we can show strength in this, uh, you know, this range here, we could potentially break out over this level, maybe push over five tomorrow. Um, that's possible, um, and it's also possible that we gap down and just kind of, you know, because day three for a stock is one of the most important days of the run. So if we hold past day three, uh, that could be interesting, in my opinion. Uh, around 10:30, if we hold past that time above four dollars, it could be an interesting play, but. I uh, wouldn't get my hopes up on it because sometimes day three they just fade. Uh, next one, OGEN. Um, this one could be good tomorrow. Maybe a kind of a back burner kind of play. Um, you know, it's the first day it's kind of popped up or had, you know, any significant volume in about a month. Um, so it traded 7 million shares today. I believe the float is, let's look. So the float is... Um, 25 million shares so it's not really a low float but uh, this thing can move um, when it has the right um, backing to it uh, a lot of the times we'll see with this stock Ogen um, you know we have this kind of action here where we have it prop up one day and then we have that um, you know people kind of manipulate it a little bit uh, especially when they're going into a conference so 
Um, you know, that could be an interesting one tomorrow over about 110. See if we get that volume in the morning. Uh, so in the morning, I would look for anything, you know, volume spikes over 100,000 shares would catch my interest. And uh, especially if we put in a couple 150,000 share candles, uh, that could mean that we could see some movement over 110. Um, and we could maybe move towards 130s, 140s. Uh, as fun, this is definitely a back burner play. Not really super interested in this one. Um, has a super high float. I believe the float is somewhere near 70 million, I believe. Make sure. Um, yeah, S fun. Okay, so the float is much more than I thought it was, 207 million. So uh, it's one of those high, high float stocks, um, you know, with 60% institutional ownership. So this thing is not going to be an easy one to trade from either side necessarily. Um, so we'll just see how this one plays out. Could be a nice, easy trade if the momentum changes in a certain direction. Uh, for longs, I would look over two, and um, if we break down below that 180 level, uh, that could be an idea for a short. So um, that's all that's on the watch list tonight. Um, not too many super great setups for tomorrow, um, but usually we find the best setups in the morning. Uh, stocks that are gapping up or gapping down, depends on how you like to trade. So uh, today, I'm going to hop right into what we're talking about today. Um, Today is all about trading psychology and how you manage your emotions in the market as a trader. Um, you know, it, again, like I said yesterday, if you're here for yesterday, you know, this is uh, one of the hardest jobs in the world, and um, it's uh, it's not easy. So, you know, managing your emotions is always going to be difficult. You're going to want to trade like a robot and have no emotions, but it's just not that simple. So, um, number one thing. <laughs> excuse me, in my opinion, is people try to start out with, um, you know, either high, too high of expectations or, and, you know, more commonly, they're trying to start out with an account with maybe like 5000 2500 bucks, um, sometimes less. You know, I've, heard, I've talked to people who have told me, you know, they, they just started trading. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. Um, you know, what's your account size? And they'll say like 100 bucks, And, you know, I'm not... I'm not shaming them for their account size because, you know, everything is relative. But, um, you know, you can't expect to, you know, make money in the market with such a small account, even $5,000. Um, you have to have the right you have to have the right amount of money to be able to risk, um, you know, and and manage your emotions. So, you know, I like to think, you know, when I'm when I take a loss on a stock, you know, I, it should never be something that's gonna, you know, ruin my day. You know, it might frustrate me a bit in the moment that I made the bad trade, but, um, there should never be a trade that blows my account or something that, um, you know, just takes me down a lot, you know? So when you're trading on those small accounts, like 500 bucks, you know, the smallest little loss, excuse me, can set you back a lot. You know, if, if you lose a hundred bucks on a $500 account, that's a fifth of your account. So, you know, you're, the pressure is already enough trading these stocks. So to, to add in that added pressure of starting so low is, um, you know, you're not doing yourself any favors. So my recommended starting account size, you know, after you've gotten the basics and everything is, 
you know, at least 25000 to get to a good broker. Um, and, you know, that might sound like a lot of money for um, a lot of people, but, you know, unfortunately, you know, this, uh, you know, trading isn't easy and um, you should have to work for it a little bit. Maybe you get a second job. Maybe you, you know, should not be relying on trading as an income when you're first starting out. So, um, anyways, so starting with a small account, not the best idea. Uh, that's number one, in my opinion, of why a lot of traders fail. Um, so, moving forward, um, you know, one of my biggest problems when I first started trading was I would, you know, make a trade and it would be a losing trade, right? So, I would take a loss. And I would just keep coming back, you know, to that same stock that same day. And I would be so frustrated and so emotionally drained that I didn't even care about how much money I was losing. I just wanted to, you know, I don't know what you would call it, but I know that happens to a lot of traders because I've talked to many of you guys and, you know, you just keep going back to that one stock you're losing on that day and you end up turning you know, maybe like a $300 loss into something closer to 3000 because you're just being um, super emotional. So when that happens, you know, if I make a bad trade and I go back and try to have a revenge trade, you know, I'll give myself maybe one shot. And if I can't make it, you know, if I can't, you know, calm myself down and find that perfect entry, um, you know, I just need to get up and leave. So that's a big thing for me that I've learned over the past year is, you know, if it's just not working out, if I'm just not feeling right and I've already taken a loss on the stock, you know, why push it? Just move on, take your loss, go do something else. Uh, there's always tomorrow. You come back with a fresh mind. Um, and that and a lot of that comes from just, you know, lack of experience in the market. So, you know. Us guys who've been doing it for a little while, we know when we're starting to get that emotional, it's just time to, you know, cut it off. And, um, you know, it happens. You know, we all get emotional because we're human. So to, to try to expect yourself to not be emotional is not really realistic, in my opinion. So you just got to know how to manage your emotions and not let them come into your uh, trading. So not only can you get, um, you know, emotional from losses, but... You can also get emotional from uh, trading wins. You know, you can have a winning streak, and that can mess you up more than a loss. So, I'm going to use this example from my past. When I first started trading, I, um, you know, I was on a Robinhood account, and you know, things were not that great. And um, you know, I started out really small. I had to be like a thousand dollars, and I was making it real hard on myself. Uh, just what I told you guys not to do. So. You know, I had about a thousand dollars in the account, and um, you know, I was just taking these overnight plays. And um, one day came along where I made seven hundred bucks. So I essentially I doubled my account overnight, and that was pretty crazy. It was a huge confidence booster for me. Even though I was just following someone into a trade, I felt like I knew it. I felt like I made that trade myself. Um, <clears throat> so later in the week, I ended up turning that $1,700 account now into closer to three, dollars $4,000. And by the end of that week, you can only imagine how, you know, overconfident I was. And, you know, I've seen this so many times too, and I knew, and I, I never knew that it would happen to me, but I ended up losing that three dollars to $4,000 account because 
I got so confident and cocky I would take these giant positions on stocks that I just, you know, I thought it was a pro already. So I, I took that account and ran it into the ground. So that overconfidence is going to get you. So um, not only overconfidence, but if you have a lack of confidence in your trading, that's really going to mess you up too because you can, you know, you can enter a stock and you can have a great entry. But if you're not confident in yourself, and a lot of that comes with experience, but if, if you're not confident in that trade or yourself, you know, you're going to take your profits way too early or you're going to cut the loss when you didn't really even need to cut it. Um, so to combat overconfidence and lack of confidence, you know, for overconfidence, you need to be, <clears throat> whenever you make a trade, you need to be making it for reasons based on numbers and statistics and technical fundamental analysis not because you know you just you're on a roll and you think this is going to be the next one you need to sit down look at your charts write down the reasons for the trade and just and be just just be honest with yourself while you're entering this trade so um and that's just the overconfidence part so lack of confidence um you know, someone told me, a really, really good trader told me that, you know, my lack of confidence was just because, um, you know, I didn't have a lot of experience in the market. And uh, he was definitely right. So, you know, over the years, I've gained that confidence and uh, I've been able to, you know, um, use that confidence and, you know, uh, sparingly. So, um, Overall, lack of confidence and overconfidence are definitely account killers. Um, and you know, with overconfidence is probably the worst one out of the two because you can be at the top of your game, you can be trading for years, and you could just have a couple few trades that set you off and give you that ego boost where you get overconfident. So, um, lack of confidence can be fixed starting small and just you know controlling your risk and you know letting time do the work for you so um, another thing I want to talk about is uh, adapting to market conditions um, <clears throat> so this is a big one that I see a lot of traders um, including myself have a hard time with so the market and the way you trade is not always going to be the same we're not always going to have plays like um, Let's see, what was the name of that stock? We're not always going to have plays like a XSM. We're not always going to have plays like this one. Um, you know, these these crazy gappers that just keep moving, they have good range and, you know, high volatility. We're not going to have plays like that all the time. So you need to have a playbook of, you know, setups that you're looking for all the time. Um, and you need to be adapting to the current market conditions. Um, if you're just stuck trading one setup and you're not going to trade anything else, you're going to start forcing trades, you're going to get um, complacent. And uh, that's going to lead to losses and eventually just emotionally draining yourself. Um, and before I forget, um, you know, people that do this for a living, you know, some of us do it every day, but me personally, um, something that I've learned. From a good trading friend of mine who's made millions of dollars in the market has told me you know he takes off uh, June July and August he doesn't work those months he needs to give himself that you know mental break because this job is so difficult 
it can be so mentally draining so there's days where you know I don't trade at all you know I'll wake up in the morning and I'll look at the gap scanner and you know I just don't see anything that you know fits my you know um, comfort zone and you know I said you have to adapt right um, and that's true but you know adapting is completely different than forcing trades so you know there'll be days where I just don't trade at all and um, that's something that a lot of people don't really understand they'll be like where were you yesterday and you know I just had to take a you know a day for myself to you know this job is just so difficult I mean when you make five thousand dollars in a day it's great um, and then the next day you come in you lose twenty five hundred it can be you know it's it's tough so you have to take those days for yourself and um, you know you, you do have to adapt but you know if there's just days where you're not feeling right or you're not feeling right about the setup or you don't see the certain uh, setups that you trade you know you don't have to trade um, so let's get into a little bit of the basics I'm gonna stop rambling so let's get into the little bit of basics of um, you know how how is a gap up on the stock gonna affect um, shorts and longs so let me pull up my trusty paint application uh, let's see okay so um, we're going to erase that okay so here's our timeline what's going on here oh. as you can tell I don't really use this too often okay so here is your normal market hours where the stock is trading and so we have this kinda you know gradual gap up or uh, you know uptrend throughout the day and then we're gonna use this box as after hours trading and pre-market so if we have a gap up overnight um, and in most cases a gap up overnight like this so this area here is um, non-regular trading hours here's your regular trading hours um, let me put some time in here 9 a.m. and well, it should be 9 30 uh, 4 p.m. please excuse my terrible handwriting I'm doing with a mouse so we have this uptrend throughout the day um, and in this you know this example uh, you have to think about who's winning in the battle between the bulls and bears. Um, you know, you hear, you're going to hear that a lot, um, bulls and bears. So you have to think about who's winning this battle the day before. So in this case, the stock is just steady going up. Um, the bulls are clearly winning in this case, and anybody who is short on the stock is not feeling too great about their position. So overnight, if we see a gap up like this, at the mo in the morning, uh, you know most cases we're gonna see everyone who was short the day before is gonna be covering at the bell we're gonna see a spike at the bell and um, you know I've seen this many times so in the exact opposite um, you know we could have let's see so we have this uptrend here right and I'm erasing the after hours action here so we have this uptrend all day, right? The bulls are in full control. And then overnight, we get some bad news, right? And the stock gaps down from the previous closing price. At the open, you know, the stock 
everybody who was long here is now underwater, you know, you're probably going to see, you know, the stock fade at the open. Now, this just seems so basic, but you, you just always have to ask yourself, you know, who is winning this battle? Um, let me write down who is winning the battle. So you have to ask yourself, you know, this simple, simple question, who is winning the battle? And is it your bulls or your bears? You know, trading is very, very, you have to keep it very simple. So let's see, in this case, um, let me pull up a stock that is, okay, so ATOS from yesterday. All right, so yesterday we had um, ATOS, you know, had this gap up the day before and you know had the steady uptrend but the next morning we had this gap down right um, so the closing price was 150 and we gapped down before the market opened we're trading about 145 so the stock just kind of faded throughout the day because everybody else who was in this stock the day before is now underwater so they're gonna be selling at the open so you know the the simple question who's winning the bulls or the bears um, you know it's 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 a very simple question that you have to ask yourself and um, you know there's going to be other factors in it it's not going to be as simple as that all the time but um, it's just a basic idea of asking yourself you know um, if I you have to put yourself in a the position of another trader so you know if I bought this stock here at a dollar 86 the day before and you know the next morning I see it at a dollar 48 you just can imagine what I'm gonna do at the open I'm probably gonna sell the stock because it's just going down um, and then in the other case you know if the stock if I was short here at 150 and it gapped up the next morning to this 180 level you know I'd be wanting to cover my shares because you know I'd be underwater so this is how we see, you know, stocks like HMNY go crazy like this, or we see, you know, every time a certain stock pops up, it'll, you know, fade off. Let's see, like, you know, for instance, uh, OGEN. Um, see all these wicks here. Every time the stock popped up, you know, we would see lots of selling come in, and that's because everybody back here that bought the stock is now selling into these pops um, so if you just simplify things down to buyers and sellers you know you can really get an understanding of how the market actually works without using you know your MACD and all that RSI you know that stuff helps but at the end of the day it's really simply just about who's in control of the stock and in this case on OGEN, overall, the bears are definitely in control of this stock because every single pop has been sold into. So you have right here, right here, right here, right here, right here, here. So, you know, this may be short-term bullish, but overall, you know, you're going to see selling at some point. Maybe if it's in the 150s or the 2s, it's going to happen. Um, so I find myself rambling a little bit here. Um, if anybody has any questions of what I've gone over so far, feel free to ask in the general chat um, about trading psychology or anything I've mentioned or anything on the watch list either. Fine with that.
Okay, so no questions right now, but um, the next thing I wanted to go over is how to recover from a big loss. And, um, you know, I feel like a lot of people will go through this, so this may be something that could, you know, help somebody right now that maybe just went through a loss. Um, when we take losses in trading, it's mostly, you know, you, you're going to tell yourself that it's not your fault and it was just the market man manipulating you. Um, but at the end of the day, it comes down to you being emotional or you just making a bad decision, um, which is usually you being emotional. So me personally, when I take a big loss, I like to take a, you know, an Excel file, take a picture of the chart, put my entry and exit. And I talk about, you know, what I went wrong, you know, what I did wrong in the stock, you know, what I missed and what I can do in the future to correct that loss. Um, and a lot of trading psychology is just, you know, you working things out with yourself and you are your worst enemy in this game. And, um, you know, if you don't take accountability for your losses and you blame it on, you know, other people or, um, you know, the market itself, you know, you're never going to be able to be a successful trader because, you know, you're not taking accountability. Um, and that can go with anything in life, actually. Um, if you're blaming other people for all your problems in your life, you know, you're just going to continue to have those problems. You're going to continue to blame the same people. And, um, you know, you're just not going to really get anywhere in life. So you got to, you know, take accountability for yourself. If you're going to do this trading thing, you're going to put your money in it and you're going to take it seriously. Get a journal and write down every day when you make a trade. Even if it's a winning trade, if it's a losing trade, definitely you need to um, write it down and talk about it. Talk about what went, what went wrong and what you're going to do in the future to correct it. Um, and even if it's a winning trade, you need to write it down as well. So, you know, a lot of these things are, it's all about you and um, just getting over yourself. Um, so as for resources for trading psychology, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that try to sell you stuff, um, as usual in this industry, but, um, this book right here is fantastic. Uh, I've read this book probably three times over. Um, if you guys want to buy this book, I highly, highly recommend it. If you're going to buy only one book for trading psychology, it's going to be this one, uh, by Mark Douglas. Um, it's fantastic, and I believe that there's actually um, an audiobook on YouTube for Trading in the Zone, um, but, you know, some people don't like audiobooks. I'm not really a big fan myself, unless I'm in a car ride or something, um, but anyways, that is my number one uh, resource for trading psychology, um, but at the end of the day, guys, trading psychology is all about, you know, you defeating yourself like just trying to get over all those terrible things that you do um, consciously and subconsciously um, and you know it's a tough game and you know I the guys who are doing this for years you know every day they still have to you know overcome something that they're doing um, and if you can if you can become you know fluent in your trading psychology and um, understand you know, what it is you're doing wrong, what it is that you're doing well to do more of, um, you can be highly successful in trading. 
Um, and this is just a little intro, you know, introduction into this. Um, I'm going to be hosting some Elite Gold videos or classes for this, um, and we're going to get a little bit more in depth. And, um, you know, so that's pretty much all I wanted to go over tonight. Um, going to keep it short and simple, give you guys something to think about, uh, maybe pick up a copy of that book. Um, and if you guys are interested in the Elite Gold classes I'm holding, um, all that information is going to come out this weekend. Um, so basically these classes that I've done this week are just, you know, little intros, um, like sneak peeks into what we're going to be talking about. So um, if you're interested in those, the information will be coming out this weekend. Um, and I have time for a couple questions if you guys have any. Um, so if not, I'm just going to go ahead and end it. So get in your questions now. If you have any, let me know. It can be about the watch list, psychology, whatever. 